everyone has an idea of who Jesus is, but we want to help you know what the collection of scripture reveals about him. Right now, we are going through the Gospel of John and taking a look at what we can learn together. Join us at the metaphorical table as we get to know Jesus through the Bible. Thank you for joining us in the Jesus Table podcast. We are here looking at the Gospel of John together, trying to pull out as much as we can from the richness of the text and trying to learn more about Jesus as we talk through it together. And we're we're looking at seven I am statements that are found in the Gospel of John that Jesus declares about himself. And this is the third one. We looked at the first one, I am the bread of life. Then uh, last episode, we looked at I am the light. And today we're going to look at another one that also sounds simple at first glance, um, but at the same time is a metaphor and is very deep. And I'm excited to get into it. And it's I am the door or depending on the translation, I am the gate. Um, and apparently there is a, another way we could look at it, which is I am the entrance. So we'll we'll get into that because I'm already confused. <laughs> which is it out of those three? Um, <laughs> but um, Doc, um, would you want me, I guess I could read the passage, which the first 10 verses and then- Yeah, um, why don't you do that, Elliot? Perfect. I'll, yeah. I'll read the first 10 and then you can take it from there. <clears throat> okay. John 10 Verse, the first 10 p- verses say this. <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Okay, so (laughs) where do you want to start with that, (laughs) Doc? Okay. Well, let's start with door, <laughs> what you asked, said, a door, gate, or entrance. And uh, the answer is the three, okay? All of the above. Uh, because I, I think we need to be careful when we uh, interpret or try to interpret a metaphor. And a metaphor is a word picture, you know? So a door is, is an entrance, you know? If uh, you're walking from one room to another, you open the door and you go in. You know, a gate does the same thing. You know, maybe you're walking from one part of a a place into another, let's say, a piece of land and you open up the gate, you know, or uh, 
and it's the same function and entrance, of course, uh, is the same thing. I think uh, important in the discussion is not, is it a door or is it a, a gate, you know, but rather what is it, what's the word picture? What does that uh, really entail? What is it that Jesus wants to tell us? And what he basically is telling us, he's the entrance, he's the way, you know? So it, it's important, and I think it's, it's really good the way he starts this chapter. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who does not enter, you know, by this translation, uh, uses door into the fold of sheep, but climbs up some other way. He is a thief and a robber. So it's talking about someone who's legitimate uh, and someone who is really illegitimate. In other words, by illegitimate, I mean is that person who climbs up some other way. He is a thief and a robber. And of course, to many of us, this may sound a little strange because, for example, I, I was raised in an urban setting all my life. Mm -hmm. But someone in the first century, you know, they were very familiar with the context, understanding sheep, understanding taking care of sheep, what all of that entailed. Of course, there were cities back then, but it was much more an agrarian society. So Jesus really knows how to explain things in a certain way that the people can really understand. So here, the first thing he says, you know, that he is the door to the fold, right? And in other words, he's saying, I'm legitimate. But he says the thief, you know, uh, is the one that tries to sneak in and climb and not go through the gate or the entrance. So uh, it's curious because this verse, and if we look a little down further, I think it's verse 9. Uh, yes, no, verse 10, excuse me. And the thief comes only to steal and to kill or destroy. I came so that they would have life and have it in abundantly, have it abundantly. And uh, sometimes, uh, and you've heard this preached and you heard it said, you know, times, I know I have, uh, people refer to this as being Satan. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though Satan does all of that, he's a thief, he's a liar, but uh, Jesus in this context is not saying Satan. It, it has no reference to Satan per se. In this context, I think it's much more when you look at chapter 9, uh, he's talking about the religious leaders, the establishment, those people that uh, claim to be leaders, you know. But uh, first of all, they mm -hmm. reject him. You know, he's the Messiah. Uh, you look at that, you see that very clearly in chapter 9. But uh, not only do they reject him, but over here it's very clear. He says, I am the door. And not that he's a physical door <laughs> or a physical gate, but he's saying, I'm the way. Mm -hmm. I am the way. And we know he says that also in in the uh, further, a little uh, further up. I think it's chapter four, mm -hmm. 14, where it says, I am the way and the life. And no one goes to the Father unless through me. I think that's 14, 6, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. So Jesus is saying basically here, I'm legitimate. I'm the one that's sent by the Father. Um, the way that you can have this abundant life, and uh, the abundant life, of course, starts here. It doesn't start when, when uh, we die and we're in the presence of the Lord. It starts here. And he's referring, and uh, we've said this so many times, and I know maybe some of our listeners are bored and say, can't they say that another way? But here we are. You have to know the Old Testament. You have to understand the underlying principle and where all of this, all the implications. And uh, it's it's really the major prophets, 
Uh, here we're talking about Ezekiel chapter 34, also in Jeremiah and Isaiah. Uh, these are glimpses, especially if you want, uh, we can go to uh, Ezekiel chapter 34, where God very clearly is admonishing Israel and especially admonishing the leaders, the priests, those religious persons, that uh, they're supposed to take care of their sheep. Uh, and uses, again, the Ezekiel uses the metaphor of sheep and uh, the shepherd. And uh, we won't get into the shepherd per se, because that'll be the next I am. But the sheep, you know, know his voice or know God's voice. And that to me is also very important here. Uh, John makes it very clear that the sheep hear his voice and they recognize his voice. And to some of us, again, this may sound very foreign, but I remember once uh, being in Spain, this was a good number of years ago, but uh, there was a shepherd. I saw a shepherd and there were sheep there. And uh, he had a sheepdog, you know, which would sort of control the sheep. But sometimes there were some of the sheep that would really stray, you know, and the dog had a little uh, problem in trying to get him back into the fold. And all of a sudden I would hear the voice of the shepherd and immediately they would go wow. to him. And I found that very interesting. And it's a good sermon illustration, but it's a good understanding of this mm -hmm. passage also. Uh, his sheep, those that are part of his fold, uh, you know, hear his voice. And it speaks of obedience. It speaks of, of discipleship, what it really means to be a disciple of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. So when it uses, when Jesus uses the metaphor of door, he's saying very clearly, I am that way. I am the way that you will have this abundant life. Okay. And, uh, to me, it's very important that we understand it in that context. Okay. I don't know what else you want to add to yeah, that, but I was, it's, it's just a rich passage. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask. <clears throat> what the sheepfold meant to be to because <clears throat> if he's the door or the gate or the entrance i was going to ask what entrance into what into i know it's it's a metaphor right but um i you kind of answered it i guess would just to confirm that i heard you correctly would you say then that the it's the entrance into abundant life is that like or is it into god's people or his yep. sheep or um how would you describe <clears throat> <clears throat> well, okay. it's both, you know, because abundant life, of course, abundant life comes through Jesus. But by uh, being part of uh, that abundant life, uh, you also are part of Jesus' yeah. people. To use a, uh, a metaphor, another one there, you're part of the okay. people of God. You're part of the people of the Messiah, yeah. you know. So it's really both, okay. you know. It's not an either-or situation. It's being part of, you know, some some people would use the word church or the body of Christ, depending on your religious okay. tradition. But it's important to realize that uh, uh, sometimes, you know, it's curious in our culture, in many cultures throughout the world, uh, people will say, well, you know, it's all the same, you know, it's all the same, you know, whether, you know, all the religions, they have good in them. Uh, you know, Jesus is one of many, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But when, when you look at this uh, text, you know, it, it's Jesus is being very exclusive yeah. here. John is extremely, extremely exclusive, you know, throughout the whole gospel. And uh, I know when we say that to certain people, 
uh, they get very offended, you know, and especially if they're of other beliefs, uh, or even if they don't believe in God, you know, they feel, how can you say that? You know, you Christians, you feel that, uh, you know, you're so conceited and you're the only ones that have truth. But it's not that. It, it's, uh, it's, it's a fact that this is what the Bible teaches. And Jesus very clearly taught that uh, he is that door. And to walk in, you know, you walk in, it's like, you know, from one room to another, you know, you have the door closed. All of a sudden, uh, the door opens, you walk in, and you see a whole new new thing, let's put it like that, you know, a new yeah. room. And you may see new colors, etc. the lights. So it, it's the same experience. It's really once you experience Jesus... Uh, it's the understanding that uh, you do have that life and you have it in abundance. And um, it's, again, this this is what the Bible teaches and we want to be honest as possible. Uh, I know some people get offended, but uh, search the scriptures. And we've said this many times also, search the scriptures. This is what, you know, Jesus either was very conceited when uh, he said these seven I am's or the other thing is that uh, he really did say and meant what he said there. So uh, if he says he's the door, uh, we need to examine scripture and see exactly what right. that means. Okay. And then my next question was, um, you mentioned that in verse 10, it says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And you're right. I've only heard that verse quoted in terms of that, that's Satan. And not to say that Satan doesn't do that, but like you said in the context, it's referring to exactly um, it's not referring to satan it's referring to um like verse one says it says um that he who does not enter by the door but climbs up another way he is a thief and a robber um so what does that mean to climb up another way like what's um you know i mean why is it important to go through the door and what is this i guess image of going up another way or climbing over um you know like I, I i guess i could understand it in terms of you know when you go into a concert or a movie theater you can buy a ticket and do things right or you could you know s sneak in right <laughs> is that kind of what he's getting right. at that these these religious <laughs> the back door. yeah the back door you know um and like is it that these religious leaders i'm just kind of trying to verbally process is it that they were not doing things yeah. right is it that they were um trying to do things uh another way instead of trusting in jesus with their own like merit was it more of like they're living a double standard uh and being hypocrites um what what what, what do you think is uh jesus tries to get at i think it's all okay. of that I think it's all of that. When you look at it in the light of chapter 34 in Ezekiel and the other chapters in uh, Jeremiah and also Isaiah, it's all of that. Uh, rather than caring for the mm -hmm. sheep, you know, uh, and of course, chapter 9, if we remember the, the blind man, um, just the pressure, let's say just chapter 9, the religious pressure upon society, uh, you know, the, when the parents were asked by the Pharisees, you know, is this your son? You know, and they were very hesitant, you know, and they said, well, you ask him if, 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 uh, who healed him, you know, uh, obviously they knew it was his son, but because of the religious pressure and the text is very clear because they didn't want to be expelled. 
out of the synagogues, you know, to be banished from the people. In that sense, they sort of uh, try to skate the 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 issue. And uh, this is this is a passage that, to me, really, I, I guess, it would put fear and trembling uh, in my heart, you know, as a leader, and uh, should in all of us as a leader, to really understand the great responsibility of being mm-hmm. a leader. You know, and we see this throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. You have leaders that, uh, rather than taking care of the sheep, yeah. you know, rather than caring for them, you know, uh, you know, Eli's son, you know, the Eli, the high priest in the Old Testament, his sons, you know, I mean, they were they were abusing women. Uh, they they were stealing from uh the offerings and all the other things and we have so many examples of that in in the old and the new testament you know so uh i think this should really put the fear of god in us in the good sense of the word you know uh that lord you are holy you are righteous uh it's an awesome responsibility and uh, i think it's important that we realize uh, in the context of leadership, and, and not only leaders, you know, it doesn't have to be the pastor of the church exclusively just a mm-hmm. pastor. It could be a worship leader. It could be a Sunday school teacher also. Oh. That uh, The awesome responsibility we have, first of all, before God, but also before men and women. So uh, I think Jesus is a, a warning. Let's put it like that. He's warning. And I think it has to do a lot with him. Not only is the door, but, you know, since in chapter 9, he was rejected by the religious mm-hmm. leaders, the Pharisees there. And you see this throughout the Gospel of John and other opportunities uh, that Jesus is rejected. They try to kill him a number of right. times, you know. So Jesus is, this is a sobering remark, I would mm-hmm. say. A sobering remark where Jesus is explaining to them and saying, hey, I am the gate. Uh, if Anybody that teaches, or even though it doesn't say it literally, but the concept I think is there, even if you teach or say something that's contrary to me being who I am and what I've come to do, you're like a thief who tries to sneak in the back door, if I can use that metaphor. Okay. So I think that's what, uh, you know, and, and as, as, as I mentioned before, if we look at chapter 34, especially of Ezekiel, it's really alarming to see to what point the leadership uh, just really uh, abused abused the wow. people, and that's something unfortunately that that continues today, you know. And um, and I'm sure, and yeah. I don't want to get too much into this, but I know people might have you know heard of people falling away, yeah, um, that were famous and you know famous pastors, or have had, there's been scandals throughout years, and yeah. there's, it's been a reason for why people have chosen to to leave Christianity right. or, or not believe in Christianity because they say, well, look at these people, you know? And um, I think it, it's comforting to see that Jesus rejects this and he's actually calling them out because this is something, unfortunately, yeah. that's not new. This is something that's human nature. And that's, if it existed in Ezekiel's day, yeah. which is hundreds of years before Jesus and Jesus's time, right. he's calling these, these people uh, thieves and robbers because they're seeking their own, gain at the expense of the sheep instead of taking care of the sheep exactly. which is what they're called to do um and we see it in the corinthian church mm-hmm. and we just see it throughout history it should not yeah unfortunately <laughs> you know it, it should not deter us from from the gate from the door 
be um and like we'll look at um and next up the, the actual exactly. shepherd who does care for his sheep and give up his life for his sheep because there are robbers and thieves right. um and in the end we trust his judgment that he he sees all the false right? doctrine you know false false doctrine people that are self-centered ministries yeah. you know uh, just so many ways that you see today sadly you see that today you know, and it's curious because I thought of another passage, and even though it's in Matthew, but in Matthew chapter uh, 9, the end of it, it says, Seeking the crowds, he felt compassion for them. This is Jesus. Yeah. Because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. But verse 36, Matthew chapter nine, seeing the crowds, meaning the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And uh, I think this this is a good passage that we can, uh, so it brings a little light into what Jesus is saying here in John chapter yeah. 10 also. You know, because I think that's the way he viewed many of the religious leaders. And they weren't all bad. You know, we have to be careful right. with that. But uh, here in this passage, it's in verse 34, it says, But the Pharisees were saying, he cast out the demons by the ruler of the demons. So here's another passage where you see the religious leaders uh, reject Jesus. Right. You know, so uh, it's something that we... You know, sometimes people say, well, you know, you really don't have to believe in Jesus that much. He was a good guy, you know, but you really don't have to believe that he was the Messiah. You really don't have to believe that he uh, died and rose, you know, on the third day. It's, uh, those those are peripheral things, and I beg to differ with that. It's just yeah. the opposite because Jesus was very clear. He was, as we we were seeing in this whole series, I am. And there are seven of them, seven of them, which yeah. are very clear. So uh, it's yeah. all about Jesus. It the really, exclusivity really of is. Jesus, I think, like you said, is part of a lot of these I am statements, and definitely this one. Um, and so, yeah, I guess if I were to summarize what I'm hearing you say, and um, and, and just meditating yeah. on this passage, is the um, the the thieves and robbers are those who sought their own at the expense of the sheep, of the sheep, you know, um, which is what he's calling out and rejected mm -hmm. Jesus. And so rejected the entrance, the gate, the door and went up some other yep. way. Right. It's, it's saying it's exactly. trying to find another way. That's not Jesus. And Jesus says that doesn't work. It has to be through me. And we'll look at that. Like you said, in John 14 as well, but, mm -hmm. uh, the idea of the sheep is not new. Jesus didn't make it up. You know, like you said, it's in Ezekiel. It's in the Psalms. I actually read this morning Psalm 119, and it surprised me to... That's right. There are a couple of Psalms, too. You're right. Yeah, Psalms, Psalm 23 that everyone is probably familiar yeah, yeah, with, the, the Good Shepherd. And I've, I read Psalm 119, uh, and the last verse of Psalm 119, I, I guess, had I noticed it. It says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. And so... It, he says, I am like a lost sheep. And here Jesus is saying, That's good. well, I am the gate. I am the entrance for you to no longer be lost, but, you know, for you to be with the sheepfold, for you to be that's right. with me. Because um, I think that's what we all are, you know, without Jesus, we're just a lost sheep. And 
when we find him, we find the gate, the entrance into abundant, eternal, true life, which he came to to die so that we may have. Um, And at the end, we just see that more of Jesus character. We see his, his exclusivity. We see his, but we see his heart. We see his heart to, his anger towards the robbers and the thieves comes out exactly. of his compassion and care for the sheep. And then him providing a way for the sheep to be with him. And uh, which is us for us to have that eternal life just shows his grace once again. And the beauty of the gospel. That's a good way of putting it, Elliot. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. That's it. Exactly. That's so good. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's something else you would want to add um, or if we want to leave the rest of it. We'll continue this this conversation in the next episode. It kind of goes hand in hand um, yeah. uh, as we talk about the Good Shepherd. Yeah. Very good. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And that's why we believe so much and we want people to be aware of the biblical Jesus, what the Bible really speaks about Jesus and the relationship we can have with him. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll see everybody um, in our next episode. Thank you so much for your support and uh, sharing this and leaving your comments. It encourages us and helps this uh, reach more people. And Continue reading your word. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Doc. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Table Podcast. We pray that these conversations are a blessing for anyone seeking to know who Jesus is and for those seeking to know him even more.